0: There's a column for that. A1, A2, B5, B6, A, B9. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We know those are cells. Hello. Welcome to our 23rd episode of There's a Column for That. I'm your host, author, storyteller, and podcaster, Jamie Beth Cohen. This is the first episode of our second season, and this mini season, Fall 2021. I'll be talking to writers who love spreadsheets in honor of the publication of my second novel, Liminal Summer, on November 24th. We'll be putting out one episode a month as my capacity to do all things has shifted recently. At the end of August, I took a new job as a program manager at an educational technology company, and now I'm paid to create, manage, and play with spreadsheets. It's a dream come true, but it does keep me very, very busy. So I hope episodes once a month will be enough for the time being. You can always go back and listen to older episodes. My personal favorites include Season 1, Episode 21, Real-Time Strategy, A Two-Women Shop, and Season 1, Episode 3, Emily and Adam Hosey, Prenups and Weddings and Spreadsheets, Oh My! And of course, appropriate to the upcoming season and mentioned in this episode, season one, episode seven, Elisa Nussbaum, Thanksgiving Deserves a Gantt Chart. It's been a while since we released our last episode. The summer both flew and dragged this year, and I hope you stayed healthy and safe and well, which to me are really three separate things these days. I've had a rough, rough week, though I am healthy and safe and grateful for that. Earlier this week, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I learned that one of my only Jewish teachers and one of my favorite teachers, who was also an administrator at my school, the same school she graduated from nearly 40 years before me, had died. It should be noted she was in her eighties and could always be found in the teacher's smoking lounge before they finally got rid of that thing. So it's fair to say she lived a good long life but it still hurts. And I believe what they say is true. When you've suffered a loss, especially at an early age, every subsequent loss brings back all your other losses. I've been going through old photo albums and have come across a lot of good memories, but also too many people who aren't with us anymore. I'm glad Mrs. Callum knew how I felt about her, but I do wish I could have told her one more time. On top of that, the school district in which I live is contemplating banning trans athletes from participating on sports teams that align with their gender, and I've spent a good deal of my summer fighting that ban. This week, I sat through a -a three-and-a-half-hour school board meeting in which I heard some pretty hateful stuff, and it took a toll. Why am I telling you all of this? I don't know except to say listening back on this conversation with Suzanne Reisman was one of the joyful moments I did have this week. Suzanne is someone I met online, became friends with virtually, and is now someone I know in real life. In fact, at this point, she feels more like family. Suzanne is a writer and a spreadsheet fan, and she'll tell you more about all of that during our chat. She is also one of the most generous people I know, and honestly, I feel tremendously lucky that our paths have crossed. We recorded this episode on Tuesday, August 24th, and we're releasing it on September 17th. Please remember to wear your mask. Black Lives Still Matter. Joe Biden is the rightfully elected President of the United States. And remember, spreadsheets save lives. You can pre order my book, Liminal Summer, coming out in November, right from my website. Please. Be well. Hi, Suzanne. Welcome to There's a Column for That. Great. Thanks, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live, how you identify, what line of work you're in? Do you have hobbies or passions that take up a lot of your brain space, related or unrelated to spreadsheets? And how do we know each other? Feel free to answer any and all of these.
1: Yes, that's a lot. I'll probably forget half of them. Um, But I'm Suzanne Reisman. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago originally, but I moved to New York to go to college in 1994, and I have been in New York City ever since. Um, I like to describe myself as a shgorker because I am very much a New Yorker, but I definitely have not given up my Chicago roots. Um, I always say things like gym shoes instead of sneakers or instead of cutting and lying budge. So that is where I'm from, where I'm at. Um, I have worked in nonprofit, the nonprofit world uh, since I graduated from college. Um, primarily on programs that serve low-income families and communities. And that is where I have done most of my spreadsheeting, um, is looking at program data and quality and helping programs um, think about what they're doing and what they're doing really well, what they're maybe not doing as well, what they can be doing better, because even things that are doing well, as things change over time, you can always be doing it better. So helping programs understand, Uh, what's being achieved and who's being served and all that good stuff. Um, My other hobbies, I am a writer also, and that's how I know you, Jamie, through the writing community. We met online in a Jewish Facebook writing group um, and then had the pleasure of meeting this summer. And I am very excited for that. Uh, Did I miss anything? Oh, how do I identify? I'm cisgender
0: woman. Great. And not only did we meet this summer, but we have a writing retreat planned uh, soon in September, which... Yes, um, I'm so excited about it. I actually
1: was speaking to my agent on Monday and I got some revisions I have to make. And I'm like, and I have a retreat coming up and I'm going to have the draft done after that. It's going to be great. So.
0: So exciting. Fabulous, well, um, you mentioned this a little bit. Um, How do you interact with spreadsheets in your work and or your life? So I know you do a lot of data analysis in your professional life. Do you use them in travel planning, in your writing, in any other ways that are outside of your professional capacities? Well, definitely
1: I use it in my writing. Like when I went for my first novel that I wrote, I tracked my characters in a spreadsheet. Like I had a column for the name, a column for when they were born, a column for who they were married to, a column for this, a column for that. That was extremely helpful, although truth be told, I obviously could have done that in Word by creating that, but why create Why create a chart when you have one right there for you?
0: Right, and I, I, so I wonder about that because I I use Excel similarly when I am writing, and I don't understand why anyone wouldn't, but I also know that there are writers whose brains don't work like that, or who don't like spreadsheets, or who never really learn spreadsheets, and so I guess maybe they use index cards, or like you said, a chart in Word, or... Scrivener? Yeah. I, I
1: Scrivener, Scrivener. I don't understand Scrivener. I tried to use Scrivener. I don't understand. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's a very good program. Maybe not the right one for me. Right. I also, in my second, and both my novels, actually, I also used Excel to do my chapter breakdowns. know I wrote down the chapter number and then in the next column I wrote down more or less a summary of what happened in that in that chapter and then as I wrote more and more I did want to look at the lengths of the chapters because I did feel that some of the chapters were like absurdly long and some were normal and maybe a few were short so I would enter I could calculate the page numbers of each chapter by entering the page it began on and the page it ended and so that gave me sense of like you know is this chapter 25 pages and the next one is like five so that was extremely helpful i did that for both my novels
0: and obviously you're doing that after the fact but are you doing the chapter summaries after the fact also like are you writing and then backing into the chart or are you using the chart to create those things as a map for writing a little bit of both
1: some kind, I'm a total pant well, I have traditionally been a pantser when it comes to writing. Um, so a lot of times I write stuff and then not, <laughs> not remember at all what happened, when and why. And so as I was going along, I was putting things down and being like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That did happen there. I can reference that or, oh, I thought I wrote about that, but I guess I never did. Then, once it finished, it was like outlining as I went along, I guess, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, when I finished, I could see the pieces more, and I'm like, well, this doesn't belong in this chapter. I should move it. Um, and that's at the end, is when I did the page count things. And as I was revising, I was revising that too.
0: Very cool. What's the biggest or your favorite? problem program or project you've tackled with a spreadsheet and this could be work related writing related life related whatever
1: oh yeah I forgot I mean I use spreadsheets also like when I got married tallying the costs of what the wedding costs like budgeting all kinds of stuff I know I don't like this is really about what I'm doing with spreadsheets but my husband is um several years ago he planned this like super elaborate trip using frequent flyer miles for me my sister my nephew my brother-in-law my sister-in-law who was then pregnant and my niece getting us all to California um staying in a hotel and like the spreadsheet he developed to make that happen was like phenomenal it was pretty amazing so I do aspire to that kind of spreadsheet management because he had to track all the different flight segments like all the different points all the different where they were coming from because some came from credit cards some came from the airline, some came from you know hotel bonus programs so it wound up being like basically a free vacation for like seven people by the time he finished with all the miles. Wow. So I don't really use spreadsheets to, for my travel, but I do use it for events. And in fact, my nephew's bar mitzvah, as you know, is coming up. And my sister told me that it's up to me to put the spreadsheets together for both the budget and for the guest list and tracking the RSVP. So I am very, very excited for that. And she's like, "You are a sick person. And I was like, no way. This is like the best. She's not interested in spreadsheets. So two quick
0: stories. Yeah. Two quick stories. I mean, people who listen to the podcast have heard me say this a million times that I frequently forget to say to people, like, oh, you got engaged. Congratulations. I say, Oh, you got engaged. Would you like my spreadsheets? And to me, that's nicer than saying congratulations. But some people are offended by that. And then yesterday, so I started a brand new job last Monday. My boss was on vacation for my first week at work. So yesterday was the first day she and I were both working at the same time. And she showed me something that looked a little messy to me. And I said, can I just make a spreadsheet that'll do all of that? And she said, I don't know, can you? And I said, just give me a, a little little time. And when I touched base with her at the end of the day, I shared my screen and showed her my spreadsheet. And she said, can I say, I love you? That's That's awesome. Like, yes, please. So my new job pays me to play with spreadsheets and I'm super stoked about that. So I get you. Although I don't think I would have Justin's skill at creating a a whole free vacation for seven people. Uh, that sounds intense, but I think he is far more capable than I am at several things. (laughs) Um, Different skills, different skills.
1: Yeah. I, um, you know while I was on vacation a- after the vacation I was still away and I was with like three excel like I don't really think of myself as like I'm like fine I can come up with things I can do the pivot tables I can do formulas like I enjoy all of that I don't think of myself as like a master whereas like my husband's pretty much a excel master my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law are pretty much and so I was trying to like do various things while I was on vacation with them. And I'm like, Hey, can you just tell me, I want to do this thing. Like, I know I can do it Mm -hmm. instead of me researching it. Why don't you just tell me the formula? Mm -hmm. It was like, great. Like I have been doing this like ongoing audit where I'm looking for documents, and then I check it off on the person's, each individual has a spreadsheet of their expenses and their income. And I look for all the documentation for both of those things. And then if I find it, I check it off and write where the source is. And most of the times it's on the person's bank statement. And I got tired. I mean, there's like 60 to 120 clients that I'm reviewing every time. And each one has multiple items in their ledger. I got really tired of typing why. Yes, I found it and then bank statement so i had my brother and i'm like you can can you help me record a macro for this mm-hmm. and so now i have like my control q will yeah. fill in why bank statement mm-hmm. and control e will fill in why cancel check in bank statement? And I'm like, it's, I mean, it's like, it saves like what, like nanoseconds? But I'm right. like, oh, it's so great. I love right. it. It's amazing.
0: Right. Yes. I also do not consider myself a whiz. I consider myself a fan of Excel spreadsheets. And I consider myself someone whose brain works like a spreadsheet. But There are people who know them far better than I do. And for years, I worked with a woman who would make my pivot tables for me because I needed like the same two pivot tables at the beginning of every school year. And so I would build out the spreadsheet and say, can you just do that thing? And she did teach me, but 12 months later, I didn't remember because I didn't need a pivot table between September of one year and September of the next year. And so, yeah, she was my I she was my first interviewee on this podcast, my pivot table guru. Uh-huh. So, but like like yesterday the spreadsheet I made for my boss had a count if statement. And it was like I yes. knew I know that Excel can do a count if statement. Did I remember everything that had to happen? No, but I googled on one screen yep. count if statement because I understand the logic behind it, I was able just to make it happen. But I can't pull those things from my head just yet. I think in this new job as I need different things than I've needed in the past, those things will then become second nature to me.
1: Yes. I have also been writing a lot of count if statements lately and like, how did and it's always like, what did I do last time? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like right. I have like, whatever in 2011, 2012, I worked at a large operating foundation and was giving humongous grants to um, Organization, nonprofit organizations serving Holocaust survivors, long-term Holocaust survivors. And you had to track, like, they'd submit these reports. And this was, I mean, it was 2011. And right before I got there, they just switched to having people fax the reports to having them send them in as attachments, to which I was like, thank God, because they were these giant spreadsheets. And really, the only way, like, you had to tally up, like, how many people spent money on eyeglasses? How many spent yeah. it on air conditioners? Blah, blah, blah. And oh, I'm like, you need a pivot table for this. How on earth did people... I don't understand how the staff did this on paper. It made... But whatever. And when I got there, it's was like, there's... At first, I was like sorting and counting and doing mm-hmm. that. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm, something right. has to be more efficient. And then right. my sister-in-law taught me the beauty of pivot tables, which I then taught to the rest of the staff. And it was like revolutionary. Yes. Like, I, it takes me quite some time. Yeah. Every time I have to set one up, I'm like, "Huh? Right. what am I doing again? Right. Oh yeah, that thing. And, the, but once I do it like today, I thought, oh, someone asked me for a breakdown of um, like how many, like how many reports were overdue by the number of days they were overdue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 4 30. I'm like, okay, I'll probably get this to you tomorrow morning. It'll take me a little while, but like, it took me like 10 minutes and I was like, this is amazing!" Right. Like, Everybody needs to use this. Why wouldn't you want to use
0: this? Yeah, they are revolutionary. And um, yeah, I I anticipate a lot more pivot tables in my future. It's just been a while. So I will be brushing up. What about the limits of spreadsheets? What kind of problems can they not solve? Or what projects can they not help you take on? Well,
1: it didn't eliminate the Trump administration. So
0: that's just I blame Nate severe. Silver. I blame Nate Silver's spreadsheets for that. Yes,
1: <laughs> there is no way I could spreadsheet my way out of that one. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, there are times when I do something in a spreadsheet, and then I really do think, to, like, oh, a good example is one report I'm working on now. It is in a spreadsheet, and I it's really just and people overprogrammed it, like. And that's always that can be a problem. Like the drop down boxes, they didn't really need drop down boxes.
0: Like there's three options, you know, it's not. Yeah, and it's going to auto fill after a certain point, Excel. Yes, learns. exactly. Yeah, yes.
1: Um, or I think another limitation is uh, spreadsheets that are set up poorly. Hmm. Are more of a hindrance than a help because you have to spend all your time getting around the limitation of the template. So it's like, you know, you have to be kind of when people kind of don't necessarily know what they're doing, you may set something up without asking. So that's why I always ask. Like, it definitely can be a challenge. Definitely can be a challenge. Like,
0: yeah, because one definitely. person's workaround is another person's nightmare. Because if the workaround works for the way you're manipulating the data, but it's not actually the correct way to do it, then the next person comes in expecting it to be manipulatable in a standard way, and it isn't. And you're like, oh, well, that workaround just screwed up this whole sheet.
1: Well, I'm even talking more basic stuff, like your columns are labeled in confusing ways. Yes, yes, there's that. Like for example, like when you have number of required Site visits. you've had pound sign because I'm old, I call it pound sign not hashtag pound sign required site visits. To me that means number of site visits. so you count them all up and put in the number. But the person who programmed this actually wanted why um, wanted one to be yes and zero to be no. It's not number required. Not number. It's just required site visit question mark. And so it took, every time I look at that thing, I'm like, "Huh? oh yeah, it's just, I just have to ignore the column header because that's not really what this is asking
0: for. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, What's the silliest thing you've ever used a spreadsheet for? I don't know.
1: Like I was thinking a lot about this. I I decided just for fun to try to run a regression in Excel once. Ooh. Yeah. That was exciting. Did it work? Uh, I think it did, but like, I was like, it didn't really tell me, <laughs> it didn't really tell me anything. Mm-hmm. I think I just wanted to see if mm-hmm. I could do it. Um, I didn't even know what data I was looking at. I don't even think I had real data. I think <laughs> I was just like, can I run a, can Excel run regressions? Cause that would be fun. And uh, I played around with it and like typed up <laughs> typed up a formula. But yeah, you know, they're good for things like Secret Santa. I don't know if that's really silly, but it's heartwarming. That's fair. I know lots of people I talk to
0: are like, there are no silly spreadsheets, Jamie. Yeah. Come on. And and I do. I I feel that in my bones. Do you have a silly spreadsheet? Um, So one of my guests, and she inspired this question, but one of my guests had a job where she was really bored. And every day she bought a pack of M&M's out of the vending machine at work and then would chart the colors in each bag. And like she had that for every day that she ever worked there. So like, again, like she did it because she liked spreadsheets and she was bored and it didn't really have a, there was no point to it. So I do think that that is an example of a silly spreadsheet. I don't think this is silly although you can make lots of jokes about it but I made my own sort of Jamie health and wellness mood tracker spreadsheet. I didn't want an app. I didn't want anything telling me like, oh, you're going to be grumpy tomorrow. It's like, don't tell me I'm going to be grumpy. I decide when I'm grumpy. But obviously I was noticing some cyclical behavior and it helped me. um, And so I designed my own tracker that allowed me to see the data in the way that worked best for me. And that goes back several years. So I sort of think it's funny that I have that data, um, but it's very useful to me.
1: I, again, I don't think it's silly, but when I was training for the marathon in 2019, I programmed my runs, not only in my phone to remind me what on the calendar, what day I was running, what, but I also created a spreadsheet tracker, like showing week by week. And then I used that to calculate how many miles I ran per week based on the numbers of runs that I did. Um, That was really fun. Um, and then after I did, I mean, after I did that, I actually just started tracking my runs pathetically low number this year, but every time I do a run, I log the miles and then I do what's the average, like how many did I do like in this month and how many did, what's my average per month thus far and blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah.
1: I also track my books that I'm reading like I started putting them in Excel and then I did a pivot table off of that because I would binge read, I'll like find an author I really like mm. and then I'll binge read it. Mm. So then I'm curious, like, you know, of the, whatever, last year I read an enormous amount of books. I had a lot of free time I was like, whatever, it was like something like 125 books and like 10 or 15% of them was by one author alone. So, wow. yeah, so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason you something? Cheap? And not like Goodreads, is it so that you can calculate things like that, or?
1: Yeah, it did. Win. Well, I don't, I don't Goodreads. I don't know. I don't really. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff, okay. even though I probably should. No, yeah, I don't know. It was fun to do the pivot table. It's fun to see. I read a lot in the first half of the year, and then I started working full time, and then that put a screeching brought a screeching halt to. My reading, but I did another pivot table, which I will refresh and like. Yeah, again, you know, you could see like wow, like I think I read something like sixty books, something like that. Ten percent is one author, ten percent is another, and you could definitely want to share
0: those authors with us.
1: Sure, I have been in the last two years. I've been massively binge reading crime Mm -hmm. and mystery novels, in part because they're generally wrapped up. Generally, there's a satisfying ending unlike the rest of the world at large. So I read a lot of Sarah Paretsky, although I'll say hers don't have the neat, tidy endings. She tackles a lot of social. I mean, it's like old school. And it's the B.R. Warshawski series, which first came out in like 1982 or 83. And like reading those books was like crazy fun because they're like, you know, no GPS. So she's got maps out while she's driving, no cell phones and like all of that. Um, I read a lot of Sue Griffin. I read, um, I have to look up the name. There's like a great series um, that I just read this year, La Pianca, I think is her name, the author. And it's like a um, bisexual private eye. And then Tracy Clark has one about an African-American woman who retires from the Chicago police force after um, killing, justifiably killing a teenager on the job and she becomes a private eye. So those are really good also. Are you a
0: Tana French
1: fan? I want to be, like I liked Into the Woods. I love that one. But it was way too long. I thought it was way, way, way too long.
0: Yeah, so that was the first one I read and I love her writing. I have heard many people say she needs a stronger editor. Like there's just too much there. she needs a spreadsheet so she
1: could see where she's over plotted
0: (laughs) yes yes. i also i liked the secret place i liked the likeness i
1: read the first one the second one and the third one whatever maybe the fourth one i can't remember but yeah interesting i will highly recommend this one author sandra scapatone she okay. writes about a lesbian PI in New York in the early 1990s.
0: Oh, that's my jam.
1: Just so, so, so funny, so good. The first three books were brilliant. The fourth took a crazy dark turn that I didn't expect. And the fifth was okay. But like, okay. Um, the PI's name is Lauren Lorano.
0: All right, yeah. rapid okay. fire, Excel, Google Sheets, or something else? Sub question. Never,
1: ever, ever Google Sheets <laughs> under any every circumstances, it is a piece of
0: shit. Alrighty then. Sub question: Mac, PC, tablet, phone, other device. PC. Like PC. So you're a PC Excel person, I'm guessing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Favorite command or function in Excel? I, you know, I do
1: like the good old copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Really can't go wrong with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Format Painter personally.
1: I don't think I know that. I have to look into that.
0: So, I tell the story on one of the episodes about the day I learned about format painter. So basically, if you have a bunch of data and you paste it in and it comes out all wonky and you can say I want it to look like this cell and then you Ooh. highlight that cell and then you then you, for, you paint the rest of the cells with that formatting. Amazing. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, How do you feel about color coding cells or typeface or neither or both? I do
1: like it. Like one of these big spreadsheets I had been working on, like you had to calculate the number of hours of home care somebody was eligible for. Mm -hmm. And so I ran this formula where I looked at the number of hours and then if they went over it, it automatically color coded it red. And on a giant spreadsheet with hundreds of people on it, that immediately I could figure out who had problems and what I needed to do about it.
0: Yeah, So that's a good conditional formatting formula, right? Yes. I'm guessing. Yep. Yes, it was. Yep. What's the one thing about spreadsheets that you think other people might not know? They can save your life. Agreed. I co sign that. Do you have a feeling about CRMs versus spreadsheets? Do you know what a CRM is? Have you used yeah, them? like
1: I've used CRMs. I mean, I think it completely depends like on how much material you have. Like sometimes you really, it's just too much. Like when you have thousands and thousands of things and there's just too many rows. Um, so I think each has its own place.
0: Do you, and then we know this. Do you know why and how to make a pivot table? You have discussed. Woop, woop,
1: pivot tables. <laughs> woop, woop.
0: So we've reached our final thoughts segment. Anything media related, books, movies, shows, podcasts that you're loving right now and want to shout out to the world? Ted Lasso.
1: I don't have Apple TV. Oh my God. I You only have it because Justin just got a new iPhone and it came with a year thing, but like you've got to find a way to get it. You've got to find... Somebody who has it will have you come over or
0: share their account with you. Yes, everyone says it's amazing.
1: Oh, my God. It's so, like, so life-affirming. It's amazing. Um, I am also, I mean, I'm always into House Hunters International, especially Mm -hmm. now when I can't travel anywhere. Mm -hmm. I do love that. Um, And Hawaii Life, another one where I can't get there. Oh. But I can look at their real estate on television.
0: Have you ever watched Instant Hotel? Yes.
1: That was like an Australian thing, right? Yes. That was we watched both.
0: Yep. At the beginning of COVID, that was a Schindler mm-hmm. family favorite. Like Sam okay. watches almost no reality TV. And that was one that all four of us really got into.
1: Super fun. I did really like that. Um Books. I'm like looking for a new mystery series that I could really, really, really love.
0: I was, is it Jefferson Bass? It's two guys who write together and that their name, one, I think one's last name is Jefferson and one's last name is Bass. And they wrote about the body farm, which I'm obsessed with the idea of the body farm. And so reading about the body farm was pretty cool. Um, I
1: assume, did you read Mary Roach's book, Stiff?
0: Yes. And yes, yeah. I really liked Stiff. The, uh, I, yeah. I read some of hers that didn't grab me as much, but yes, I really liked Stiff. Stiff yeah. was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anything you're working on that you want to shout out or social media handles you would like the listeners to know about? Sure. So
1: I am working on a middle grade novel about a girl who's studying for her bat mitzvah. She's very anxious about it. She's a perfectionist. And she is the Hebrew and all the prayers are coming harder than she's used to because usually she gets things pretty easily. So she's pretty much freaking out when she winds up seeing this vision of these shadows and she worries she's losing her mind. And then she's kidnapped by demons and has to battle her way to the demon kingdom, save her brother, save her family, and then confront what the shadow Really is, which is a manifestation of the Yetzer Hara, which in Jewish is the evil inclination. Not in Jewish tradition, it's the evil inclination within all of us. And in this book, it's there's so much hate in the world right now that this Yetzer Hara is becoming very powerful in its own entity. And hopefully, it'll be a series. So that is what I am working on now, and I love it. I, you know, I started out as a nonfiction writer. makes sense given my like quanti background like (laughs) and then wound up writing two adult novels and you know I fell into this middle grade Jewish fantasy stuff and I love it it's the most fun I've ever had writing I have a um, Twitter handle my regular one is Suzanne Reisman on Twitter but like then I have one called a Jewish folktales where I talk about some of the folktales that I'm reading for the research on on these, for these stories. It's pretty fun. These folktales, folk tales,
0: myths, mythical creatures, like there's some wild, wild stuff. So do you know about the Kiddish Book Club podcast? I don't. I, I recommend that. I'll put their link in the show notes. They touch on some folktales occasionally. And then someone just told me, about, and watch, it'll probably be you (laughs) because who have I really talked to in the past month? Someone just told me about, it might be a Nat Geo podcast that's technically for kids but it's all about the Greek gods and myths and it's they're told in a really interesting way. And so that's something I think I was going to check out. I know that's not Jewish folktales, but I think all the myths are interesting in their own ways. So.
1: Oh, completely. I mean, I did not really have never really read middle. I mean, of course, when I was in middle grade, I read middle grade books or whatever, but it's been a while, just a few years. Um, And so like really thinking about how those books work and what I was trying to do, like I read, the ever popular Percy Jackson Mm -hmm, books mm -hmm. and I you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: fresh really fresh way Mm -hmm. to deliver that stuff I love them I thought they're great like very they really inspired me.
0: I am reading a middle grade novel right now so even though my kids are technically in that age range they're already both reading young adults but um, a writer named a character after me in a middle grade novel so I bought Joanne Levy's The Sun Will Come Out and I am Oh, that. Okay. I started it last night, and I love it. So, it's about a, awesome. a Jewish girl, two Jewish girls who are supposed to go to summer camp together, Jewish summer camp, oh. and one of them ends up getting into horse camp instead. And so, the nervous, shy girl has to go to Jewish camp for the first time by herself without her best friend. So,
1: I saw you mention that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Excited so. about that. So, the, the head guess... counselor's name is Jamie Beth. So.
1: Oh, that's what a
0: great, what a great role.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fun.
0: Um, and this is our last question. This is a time for you to ask me a question about anything you want, spreadsheet related or not. You know
1: what got you into, oh, you know what I did want to say earlier about one of the things I don't, of course, I'm sorry, I'm not doing this in any chronological order. Um, even though I swear to God, I thought about this before and <laughs> thought about what I was going to say. One of the things I do find least useful about spreadsheets is like project management stuff where you're setting up timelines and all of that. And like, I just can't get behind that. But I do think you use that a lot, don't you?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I am training right now. I'm shadowing the current project manager at my new job. And yes, it does not visually, it does not work in a linear sense. And dates are, are, can be difficult. I believe that she has created a really good document, though. It is labor intensive. But if my full-time job is managing that spreadsheet and managing that project, it works for what it needs to work for. Now, we are transitioning to smart sheets.
1: That's another thing I was going to say. We use Smartsheets also. I'm really intrigued by them, but I haven't delved into them very much yet. So
0: I, when I was interviewing for this position, I did a tutorial because I knew that they wanted to move from Excel to Smartsheets and they do look really exciting and really fascinating. And luckily I am training with a woman who knows them well. So it'll be sort of a, I now understand the Excel spreadsheet and then she is creating a smart sheet that will be a little bit more useful and I'm she'll walk me from one to the other. So yes. Um, That's really cool. I am super excited. Yes, I cannot believe they pay me to do this job. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, the
1: smart sheet that I've dealt with so far has been on a very limited basis, but you see, like I'm like, oh this, if I like, I'm only getting an inkling of the power of what this could be. And it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's no Gantt chart. I'll tell you that.
0: (laughs) I have a whole episode on a Gantt chart. My, my cousin, no, no Gantt charts. My cousin, who's not really my cousin um, does a Gantt chart for Thanksgiving. Well, every major holiday. So all the Jewish holidays, but um, her Thanksgiving Gantt chart is a thing of beauty. So, because it, t- it uh, takes into imagine. account multiple ovens, you know, the microwave, the ovens, the stovetops. Yeah. <laughs> love the Gantt chart. Cool. Uh, did you have a last question for me?
1: I do not. I'm excited. I'm going to try to learn smart sheets from you also, by the way, just okay. so you know. Okay. I mean, hopefully I'll learn from my coworkers as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule as summer winds down and the full-time job winds up. And I really, uh, I look forward to our writing retreat.
1: I know me too. It's going to be great. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm, I'm so honored. I'm like, <laughs> someone wants to talk to me about spreadsheets? Like, ooh i know, master, but like, I do love
0: them. Yes. And that's, this is, this is really, you know, fanfic for spreadsheets. So you are yeah. the perfect person. Thanks so much for listening today. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at column underscore pod. Special thanks to Nora Grace and Josiah for our theme song. Sam Schindler for editing and production. Nick Peterson for additional music, and you for listening. Have a great day.